Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get you through your Friday. Today's Checkout features Rosa Claire Willis and Andrew Ford, co-founders of DIY pottery kits, Crocked. Rosa and Andrew are on a mission to help friends and family have real connections through the power of creativity. They're both from a startup and UX background, but they only launched Crocked two years ago and are now selling across Australia, Europe and the US. Even more impressive, what started as a physical setup with a warehouse and an office on the Gold Coast is now a fully remote team scattered across the world, ready for scale. Rosa and Andrew, Louis learned a lot about Crocked in our main episode, and now we're here to learn a little bit more about you guys. Five quick questions for you. Number one, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever bought online? I, um, I work a lot on the couch, and the <laughs> laptop gives me like, I, I don't know why, but I just keep pushing through when my neck is rooted. And um, one time I bought one of those random devices that like straps around your legs and then to the back of your neck. It was weird. And it, and it looks like you're in a circus. Like. <laughs> it, was, it, looked like a, it looked like a weird like tech outfit. It was weird. Yeah. He, he, says, he, says it's, he says it's for the laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, put one of those, I put one of those um, rubber balls in my mouth. <laughs> See, work, so, from yeah, home, I, work from home has benefits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. That, that's probably my one. Rosa, um, Rosa laughed at it. Yeah. I got scared and um, put it in the cupboard and never seen it again. So. Yeah. He also bought like a 50-foot cat towel once too, which really freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. I did do that. Did you have a cat? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not when he was in the outfit. Oh. Off you go. Off you go, Rosa. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know what my weirdest thing I brought online is. I don't really shop online. No, which is weird. Yeah, no, we have been in It's just a fad anyway. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> number two, who is your favorite retailer? Um, we love Allbirds. We always look up to Allbirds as a, a leader in the industry. And, of course, go to Skinwear. Who's yours? Uh, I think Lulu is doing a pretty good job at the moment, especially over in the States. Like their retail experience is, is pretty bang on. Also, like Peloton in the States, crazy. Like their their marketing um, and then their in store experience. We see other ones like um, I think who cares they're over in the states, but Casper. Like yep. we saw, they had a really cool online presence, and they have then they opened up these storefronts, and it's just such an underwhelming experience. Such a like, you just felt like you're walking into like an old school like David Jones or something like it was just such a disconnect. So yeah, there's a couple of really cool US brands uh, we saw yeah. over in the states. Lulu and um, Peloton obviously doing a really good job at combining that apparel and tech world all together to be one one experience. <laughs> all right, number three, which e-commerce practice do you wish was history? Discounting. <laughs> I am sick of it. Stop doing it. You're driving everyone, all, all of us down. I think something else that just looks rubbish is like the, the, the permanent like strike-throughs. Like, mm. mate, if you if you think that like your price hasn't changed on your website in two years, like, like <laughs> why why have you got a strike through price? Like the consumer, like I feel sorry for these consumers. It's like, oh, this used to be one hundred and eighty dollars, and now it's eighty. Oh, really? <laughs> wow, just for today, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's just rubbish, and it looks shit. And um, yeah, just tell them the price and be honest about it, and sell sell your product properly based on its benefits. Yeah. So how do you guys, if you come to a point where it's either Black Friday or it's like you've got to shift a whole bunch of product quickly, 
Do you do anything else promotional wise to get around that? That's not discounting, or you just go harder with. We've we've doubled. Like we've done a whole bunch of different stuff. So this Black Friday was the first time we've ever run a discount because um, you know we were super keen to just kind of learn, and we we decided that kind of last minute. We've tried think different things like adding value before, like oh, we'll throw in a free meth mat um, with every order and all that kind of stuff. But really what we learned this year was when you do on Black Friday offer a discount, that average car order does go way, way up. So you're actually not really losing out too much. But we don't really have a problem when like people are trying to move, like move like maybe seasonal stock or stuff like that. It's more about the permanent discounting. Mm. It's like that permanent like bait um, that people have on their website. For an yeah. evergreen product, it just doesn't make sense. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what we are more specifically anti. Yep, makes total sense. All right, number four. Can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? Uh, add to cart. Uh, oh, yes. uh, no, we, and we, love, we actually do love you. And we <laughs> also you. really love listening to um, How I Built This. So we often pretend like we're on that um, podcast. Yeah, we- we like dream about the day we're speaking to uh, Nathan Bush. And, uh, <laughs> See, guy, guy called me up and he said, "Can you start a Descartes because it's like the warm up, warm up experience for how I built this." <laughs> like the Australian, uh, yeah. the Australian. Uh, That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I think it, like how I built this is what uh, we must have listened to almost every episode of that. Yeah, like, we we've dedicated so many hours. To listen to that, and often when we can't be bothered talking to each other anymore because we've done a fourteen-hour day, like we'll stick the podcast on, go for a walk, and we'll just smash an episode out of that. So, and sometimes when like we've made a massive stuff stuff up, like I sent like a bit of a raunchy email accidentally to corporates once, and it's like even though it seems so horrible, all we hear is like Guy Raz's voice in our head going, "So you sent a sex email to five thousand employees?" And we're like, "Yeah, Guy." No, we wrote like it. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we came back. We came back stronger. We rehearsed it all the time. Yeah. So we, Next up on NPR. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. So we just, we kind of like replayed that like yeah. all the time. Other one, I mean, everyone's read this, but like the four-hour work week. I, mm. I, although corny and kind of a little bit cringe these days, so it's worthwhile just revisiting that, seeing how ahead of the time that was, especially in this day and age. Mm. And every time I read it, I just start skimming more and more, but I pick up one or two little points. And mm. I think like growing a remote business and some of the things that we've done in Crop have, have been a direct um, impact of, of reading that book over yeah. and over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is corny when you read it, but then if you keep it on your bookshelf and you just flick open now and again, there's some really good practical tips in there. Last one I've got for you. Finish this sentence. The future of retail <laughs> is? Fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the future of retail is 100% AI. Like it already blows my mind. Like if, if you're not, I, we've just been like, drilling over this but like this metaverse shit that people are talking about that is the future like sticking on a VR headset and walking down a virtual retail walkway it may not be for five years or whatever maybe sooner but that is the future like if you're not already starting to if there's kids in uni right now who aren't interested in that then you may as well quit because I think that's that's a place to be there's so much too that we like think that that the metaverse is probably going to be so good for the world because a lot of what we see people buying now is just a status symbol, right? It's not actually functional to make themselves feel better. So how much better when you're in this virtual world and you can put glasses on and you can actually 
see that people are wearing their status symbols, but they're not impacting the environment. Like mm. as lame as it is, like fuck, buy that. Is it an NFC? NFC hat? It's like buy that. At least it's not going to end up in landfill. But like, yeah. it's just. I think it's going to be a super interesting space to go into. I think for us, just quickly, like if you, this digital e-com world and this digital marketing world is changing so quickly. If you're, if you're kind of not an early adopter, you'll very quickly get left behind. Like there are, there are kids coming out of uni now who know digital marketing and the new age of digital marketing better than we do. But, and we're not, we, we don't try and shy away from that fact. We'd love to work with them. But um, like if you're not an early adopter in this space and you're not kind of thinking ahead and getting on these trains early, then I think the lifespan is kind of limited, right? Mm. Yeah. And just think about the benefits. You can do pottery without getting your hands dirty. <laughs> That's the whole idea. <laughs> I actually think it'll go the other way. That's why we think, need pottery. I actually think it'll push people more towards like tangible arts and crafts as well. So yeah. I think the harder you go in the virtual world, the harder people have to slingshot back and come back into like, real immersive, yeah. deep, like dirty activities. So exactly. um, we want to be in both places. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like true founders. Andrew and Rosa, thank you so much for joining us on The Checkout. Thank you so much. To hear more from Rosa and Andrew, jump back into episode 150 where they share their UX tips for how to create a website that converts without breaking the budget. They also share their insights from their recent New York adventure where they had to make some changes to the crocked offering to adapt to the market. And best of all, well, best from my opinion, they share their unpopular opinions about the world at large, including buy now, pay later and discounting. Might surprise you some of their opinions that are unpopular because they're unpopular opinions. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep adding to cart. Cart.